Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neil Step in our China chapter. As we like to do at the beginning of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. If you'd like to check what we have available for our Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. We are also available on YouTube. You can subscribe to us there. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all sorts of fun places. And if you are listening to my voice and you comment on this episode on YouTube, you'll get a special prize. And with that, we'll start with introductions to my right. Hi, this is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea. And I have a magical trip to go on. You do. A magical trip. To Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And I just had a mini vacation. Yeah, you sort of had like a spa, like a a rejuvenation. (laughs) And now you're ready to go back out onto the field of investigating and potentially the field of battle at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And I'm very happy to have Lillian back. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, yeah. And Sam. <laughs> Listen, he's not chopped liver. Like, he's an important well, party. I didn't want to leave him out. Oh, well, no, that's good. I'm sure that, you know, you'll have as much bedroom time with Sam as you do with Lillian. Hey, whatever. Uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond. And uh, it looks like I get to get reacquainted with my old friends breaking and entering. Mm, indeed. Indeed, sir. To Mr. Drummond's right. Hi, this is Heather, and I play Stasi. And at this point, I think it's time to clean up my act and soldier on. We have some work to do. Hmm. It is definitely time to clean up your act, and soldiering on may be in order as well. And last, but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex playing Saint Beron, who is looking forward to closing a loop that begun so very long ago in the cargo hold of the Ivory Wind. Hmm. <laughs> How very... Very astute of you. Now, we are in the missing doctor formation. And so um, the doctor, for lack of a uh, detailed description, is holed up in the hotel with uh, very um, different fragrances around incense in the air. And he is um, seeking his inner self, um, which possibly could be construed in all sorts of ways. We're going to raise the curtain tonight as the group begins to set out towards a very particular warehouse. Now I realize that the group isn't completely entirely totally together. There are some disparate elements that are going other places. Obviously, Miss O'Shea is still deep in study, but the group is heading to her to recover her. Uh, but what I want to do first is I want to look in on Sam because I believe he was going to go meet a friend. And that friend may or may not be named Mr. Jones. So Sam, you arrive at this location on the northern section of the river Wayne River that cuts its way around Shanghai 
And this is a really rough area of town. It reminds you an awful lot of Whitechapel in England. Oh, okay. It's a it's a heavy industry shipping area. Lots of really large warehouses. Lots of big shipping, sh- you know, boats out in the water tied to certain piers. And you sort of come come across this space, this street that you're giving the address for. And you can see a, a very small row of what looked like, I suppose, apartments, I suppose. But it's anything but pleasant. So you've managed to wind your way here having to, you know, check yourself versus roving street gangs. The, the unrest now that's happening after dark is pretty considerable. You, um, you do witness people on the street setting fire to a building. Uh, there's some real revolutionary stuff that's starting to happen here. The police don't seemingly have control over it either. You get that feeling and you sort of get the internal gut feeling like you realize that other people realize that the police don't have things under control. And so you sort of feel that first tendril of chaos sort of get unwrapped here. Knowing that would would probably give me a bit of almost comfort knowing what we have to do. If there's anything that revolution is good for, it's providing cover for clandestine activity. So I will do my best to uh, remain unapproachable as I make my way toward the the address I was given. It's not that difficult to do for you. I mean, not only do you fit well in the shadows here, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's drawing people's attention elsewhere. Um, So the, uh, I suppose, apartment row that you come to is uh, a little wet. It's got an awful lot of the river water and some of the other moisture the whole place feels just sort of damp. All of the wood here is soaked. Some of the tide that comes up obscures some of the walkway. This is not what you would consider a, um, well, uh, this is a fallback house. This is likely what this is, or it's a hideout. It's a good place to hide, for sure. Nobody's going to come looking for anybody here. No, not anybody. Yeah, there's a door marked with a a number it's I guess a number maybe a character you've seen him before you think that's a three you're not sure I'll tap on the door frame (laughs) rattle the door (laughs) you you tap on the door and uh, after uh, probably 10 or 15 seconds you hear a voice muffled inside Uh, it's American at least a little bit who is it it's not your father the door not wrenches open, but the door opens. And when it does, you can tell that the this door is not very secure. I will, assuming that there's probably a gun on either the other side of the door or in someone's hand, I will kind of turn toward the door with my with my palms out. Not up, just out. Now, if you were going to shoot me, you'd have done it before. You're going to invite me in? I suppose. He steps out of the doorway hell of a place you picked here. I slide in, just kind of let the door shut. Oh, years ago, it wasn't so run down. 
But obviously, times change, and now nobody gives a shit about it. Well, I come bearing news. Okay. Did your people make it out okay? Yeah. Good. Your uh, your prize is is on site. I knew it. It is definitely locked away, and it's probably someplace you're not going to be able to retrieve it anytime soon. Especially now that uh, that place is under heavy lock and key. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, Lynn was already robbed once recently, so... No, I wasn't aware of that. She's uh, she's already on pretty high alert, so... Uh, considering everything that went on the other night, I wouldn't go anywhere near that place. Um, but if you are concerned... It is there, and it's not totally out of the question. It's not. It's not. Out of, it's not um, off the board yet. But that's not why I'm here. You mentioned the warehouse, import-export warehouse. Yeah. We're doing some scouting tonight, and uh, it may involve some incursion. If you want in, this is your chance. I mean, I operate in a probably a lot uh, different way than than your uh, Miss Lane does. Well, we're not going in there to woo anybody. Okay. I've looked at a couple of things. Um, the right climb, the right time. I probably would go for the roof. I'm in. I mean, all the windows are barred. What about doors? Manned. There's a roving patrol outside. Most of those doors are locked. I will offer him a almost dismissive look of when he says the word lock. I'm not saying they can't be picked. I'm saying it takes time. Certainly. Uh, how how interested are your friends in getting inside? What's the approach? Are people going to be quiet or is it going to become, you know, Chinese New Year here? Well, considering the circumstances and the environment outside, I say we start quiet and go from there. Okay. Are you looking for something in particular on site? So there's a... A little bit of a breadcrumb trail that I've been following when it comes to Ho Fang. The warehouse is pretty large, but there are some things inside that could be pretty lucrative. He may have an office there. Like a stash? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let me take you back a few years really quick. There's a tribe that lives... a not too far from here, really. They protect a part of the Yellow River. And they had some pretty important pieces of history taken from them. They call them dragon bones. They're heavy, cumbersome. They come three, five, six, sometimes up to nine in a set. It's my understanding that Hofang has some of them. The um, spiritual leaders of this tribe sometimes use these bones, grind them down over months of tedious ritual work. And then they put it into a brew and they drink it. And the rumor has it that they step away from life for a little while when they do it. Now, this is a ancient ritual that has been respected for years. And it's my understanding that Ho Fang found out about this and decided that he would take the bones for himself. So he sent a 
merry band of you can only imagine to a little tribal village that wasn't hurting anybody, just subsisting off the land, and decided that he'd chop them to bits and take those bones. So I don't have anyone who returned these two, at least as far as I know. But he's sort of like the last person that I would want to have these. Okay. Well, if there's nowhere to take them, and uh, repatriation is your game at this point, it's just uh, at this point we're just looking to reacquire. He's got some statuary pieces in there too. I can't speak for um, speak for the pieces, but uh, you pull your weight. I can make sure that you're getting what you're asking for. If not, I'm sure that uh, some of the people that I'm working with are going to take an interest in the same thing. So maybe we split the difference. Maybe. Maybe we look at the next stage up after this warehouse. Maybe we look at robbing him directly. One thing at a time. He puts his hands up. I am uh, interested. Like I have uh, I have to go meet up with my friends, but uh, assume that tonight is going to be at minimum reconnaissance. And if there's going to be any moves made, I'll be on site with my team in a few hours. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for you. There's a bar about a half block away from that place where some locals tend to fit in. I'll, uh, I'll likely be dressed a little differently. Something to fit in. I'll be there. And, uh, if I hear or see noise from anybody, I'll just use it as a cue. See you tonight. See you tonight. So, Miss O'Shea, you and Moo make some amazing progress over the next couple of days. He is as fast a learner as you are. He is patient, but steady. And he also is fairly funny. He's actually a, an actually a fairly humorous person. Um, he's interesting to study with because not only does he speak a diverse amount of languages, um, but also he, um, he's kind of a practical joker. Um, he likes telling jokes. He doesn't seem to get to sort of stretch that stuff out as much lately. You see Jack Brady a couple of times in and out, just, uh, probably no more than I would say three total times, maybe once a day. It seems like he's just doing, he's just checking on Moo to make sure he's okay. Oh, I would let Jack know that, uh, well, I would let Brady know so we can differentiate um, that uh, Lynn promised to leave him be but he has to leave the country with us. He laughs. I'm not going to let Madame Lynn tell me what to do. Well, we were trying to get her off your back. Well, the next time you make a deal, make sure I'm involved, okay? Well, we were just looking out for you. And I appreciate that, but I'm not going to let some... You know, I got to tell you... A pretty opinionated madam who's going to tell me where to go and what to do. Well, I agree. I mean, I'm not... It wasn't to tell you what to do. It was to give you an out if you... If things got too hot, basically. Instead of just having her come hunt you down and, you know, potentially harm you. Though you've survived this far, which is impressive. 
I'm just, I'm just letting you know what we had worked out for you. If you choose, I mean, you're a grown person. You can do what you want. I tend to do what I want. That's unfortunate. It gets me into so much trouble. I did have Magenta moved. She's out of Shanghai now. She's in a smaller fishing village about 20 miles south. I don't know how much you're paying attention to what's going on. Uh, I've, I've seen some. It's getting bad. The, the real stuff is going to get worse in the next few days. We're going to be assembling some things, myself and the group that I'm working with. And as soon as Moo is ready to move, we're going to get him to a safe place. And then we're going to go take Aubrey on. That's the plan. I don't know what your where your group is at or what their plans are, but I can't hold them off very much longer. Mm-hmm. My group wants to move to sort of check a box to get things moving along in that direction. Okay. I will uh, let them know, I guess, if I can. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to be, well, pulling any sort of uh, early pins, but it's going to happen for sure. Okay. Yeah, I will uh, call the hotel at some point. Not from from the safe house, you won't? There's no phone here? That's fine. I can go somewhere. Okay. Because I don't want to be too far, but yeah, I'm going to call the hotel and try and get hold of Jack. We'll, we'll say, Jack, that, that that phone call happens and it's likely soon on that third day, which is basically when you, when you wrap up your investigation of the scroll. Mm-hmm. Doyle. Hey, remember that island we talked about that we wanted to get away to wonderful vacation? Right, yeah. I'm thinking we should go pretty soon. Well, that's the plan. Uh, we had a couple of spots we wanted to uh, check out here before we left. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it looks like all the good events are going to be happening probably maybe tomorrow. Well, uh, I guess we can check out one of them this evening. Okay. Yeah, I got to finish packing up and uh, get a few things in order. No, we we're just going to come and see you. Uh, yeah. Can you come here? Yeah, I don't know how soon, but I'll try and get my stuff packed up as soon as I can. Okay, because our friend wants to hear back from us before we leave tonight. Okay. Then I'll head back. And So the scroll offers you a couple of things. You get some instructions when it comes to a loop and what he writes down. So what he writes down is essentially a, a list of instructions on how to use the eye. Mm-hmm. That's what you two get. So the instructions, uh, the eye has to be worked into a natural substance, which is innately hard. The unrivaled light of the marvelous eye transcends taint if all evil presences have been dispatched or dispelled. He who first chants must be able to visualize the gift of the elder sign. The, of the of those signs sealing the festerings of the dark god must be 
the most potent is the Eye of Light and Darkness, which obviously you mm-hmm. have the spell for. So, inscribed into the substance of a high place near the haunts of evil, and no further than 30 li from them. He explains what 30 li is. It's a distance measuring, right? So, two li, also known as a Chinese mile, is equal to roughly one-third of a Western mile. So, there's some math for you. So, inscribed into the substance of a high place near the haunts of evil and no further than 30 li from them, the eye expels the evil strength for so long as the sign exists. Uh, This is obviously why when Roger Kylo broke it, it stopped protecting Egypt. Um, The eye must be created the afternoon before the full moon rises. Each eye should reflect the lore of the place it is carved into and no two eyes shall be exactly the same which at this point while you're going through this process you realize that's why the current eye that you have it can't be reused right uh, <clears throat> at moonrise the blood of an innocent must fill the pupil of the eye once per drumbeat from then to moonset as the first blood is given chant the words Sama, Sama, Teo, Sama, and continue until the moon sets. When the next moon rises, the eye opens to ward and to guard. Gather the friends of good to work this wisdom, for too few shall surely fail. The wondrous eye must not first burn where evil beings or creatures lurk, Only one incorruptible eye may guard a location. The blood for the pupil of the winnowing eye must be fresh. All who chant must detest evil. It doesn't really give you an idea of how many people could chant. Your concern, obviously, as you and Mu have worked through the process, is too few people. It might be too stressful physically Mm -hmm. and, you know, for their overall Mm-hmm. I guess the, their essence may be mm-hmm. too taxed. So that is something that you'll have to contend with as well. As well as an innocent. Uh-huh. And their blood. Yeah. So enjoy that. Well, I would probably talk it over with him. Well, uh, from just what I can see here, I would not take any less than six or seven people. A group of ten would be good. The matter of the innocent is something you will have to determine for yourself. He sort of closes up some of his writing utensils and he says, I think you have a good heart, O'Shea. I do not believe you are innocent. I am far from it. Nor truly anyone with your party. That's also true. Which means you must convince someone to be your sacrifice. Which is a moral quandary for another time. So, Miss O'Shea, you return to the hotel or Jack, are you going and getting here? What's the plan there? Well, I think uh, we figured that she's she's coming here. She's coming to you. She bringing the scrolls? 
I would assume so. No, I'm burning them. It's a really good idea, actually. Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to her. Because I don't don't want her walking the streets of Shanghai by herself. No? No. With those scrolls? No. I'm never alone. Get slander. She has has Yig. Yeah. And the big snake. Yeah. But all the same. So, Jack, you're going to head to the safe house? Yes. It's basically empty when you get there other than Miss O'Shea. Okay. Uh, so heading back down through the sort of the back stairway where some guy you don't know nods you through and <laughs> and you get into this, you know, basement um, housing section. You find Miss O'Shea in the same main room that you all spilled out into at one point and you, you don't hear anybody else. Uh, you ready to go? Yeah. It's uh, getting a little rough out there. Hmm. City's reaching a boiling point. Yeah. The two of you head back to the hotel. Yeah. Why don't you make me luck rolls, both of you? What? Mm-hmm. That's a seven out of eighty-one. Okay, Jack. I got a sixty-eight out of eighty-eight. Okay, so the two of you travel back to the hotel unmolested. Do I make it back around the same time they do? You do. Okay. Serendipity and all. So everyone's at the hotel, um, obviously minus the doctor and minus Mr. Drummond. So we got to return this. Yeah, we have a number to call and then she'll send somebody to pick it up. Okay. But before we do that, I think I want to take a couple of pictures of those scrolls. Oh, I already have everything. Okay. I mean, it's all translated. I have it. Okay. Why don't we do a little photo shoot up in the room while we talk about what's going on tonight? All right. Yeah, I'll take a couple of pictures just mm-hmm. to... Lay it out. Yeah. You take pictures of characters therein on the scroll. Um, and uh, have a little confab. We have a problem with this ritual. A problem? Well, two, actually. One, we need an innocent. Which, I, I'm not a fan of sacrifices. I'm uh, almost ready to bail. We have to sacrifice an innocent? Sort of. I mean, I think that it will happen at because they have to bleed from moonrise to moonset. Could could we use more than one? I don't. Do I think? Can I roll a cult? Do I think? Uh, be or does mythos. it specifically say one? Go ahead and roll Cthulhu Mythos. Twenty-seven out of thirty-nine. Actually, you're fairly certain that by the text translated, it's one. It says innocent. Yeah. So just one. The other thing is we need several people so that one person isn't taxed. Okay. Well, so far we have half a dozen of us. Yeah. uh, Moo and I were talking and we think it's like 10 or more. How are we going to get to? Like, here's the thing is I'm uncomfortable with the whole thing. And I don't know. I guess we can talk about the benefits but I mean, I don't. You know how I feel about sacrifice. I'm yeah, not. No, I, I'm not. I, I agree. Maybe uh, we get back to Egypt. Maybe we can talk to Alexandra. I mean, she can replace it in Egypt, but we can also use it here. No, can we? Yeah, we can make a new one here. Okay. Okay. That's 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 kind of what Mu and I were talking about. Is that we could. So first we have to dispatch the evil here, mm-hmm. which is what 
Brady's going to do with Penhue. There, I guess his group is ready to move. They were going to get Moo to a safe place and get him out of there, and then they were going to move on Penhue. And then we can we can fashion the eye um, here. You can also make one in Egypt, but they have to reflect the uh, culture that they're from. Okay. What if someone was willing? Yeah. I mean, if they... I mean, I would feel better, but I mean, who's going to be... So I had a thought. Okay. We, we could reach out because there are some other parties interested in seeing this darkness put to rest. I'm thinking specifically about Bast. Mm. Maybe... I mean, her followers are pretty zealous. I don't know about innocent, but... They have to be... They have to be innocent. Well, I mean, I, I feel like... I wouldn't be able to make that call, but I feel like Bast would know one way or the other. And well, I don't know sure. that... I don't know that... I mean, well, I guess it depends what her idea of innocent is. I'm just putting it out there as a... It's, it's yeah. the only call I know how to make. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, if, if we could... F- find somebody without manipulation to willingly give themselves to the cause, which could potentially happen around here with the way that things are going in this area. Um, But like, otherwise, like I'm not going to snatch somebody. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I don't. uh, We can't do that. And none of us are innocent. No, but not by a long shot. It's, It's the only, it's the only thought that I had. I mean, it's so, not a bad one. But. What about Madame Lynn's people? I'm not talking about her guards. She has other people that work for her. I don't think what they do is considered innocent. Unless you count the children. No. Why, why don't you make, Miss O'Shea, why don't you make me another Cthulhu mythos roll? That's probably they're talking like not tainted by the mythos. That's 85 out of 39. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends what it means by innocent. I mean, yes, maybe one of those, one of the girls would work. Maybe it's somebody not touched by the old ones. Maybe it's somebody not that hasn't committed any crimes. I don't know. Does this, the scroll doesn't state what they mean by innocent? No, they're always slightly vague. That's not helpful. Yeah, they have to leave room for things to go super sideways. Yeah, I mean, most logical is probably not touched by the by the by the darkness, the you know right. the creatures we have seen. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, that's a dilemma. Yeah. Is this one we're going to solve right now? No. No, I mean, things are already set in motion and we got to get these scrolls back so that people don't die. Oh, also, Jack Brady is not coming with us. It's not surprising. Well, if he no, dies, not he dies. That's- yeah, I mean, I, I told him it was basically, you know, we got her to, you know, leave him alone. Uh, yeah, I mean... But, I mean, for a few days. But, you know, and I told him it's it's an out if he needs it. Oh, yeah. At, at this point, uh, we got what we need from Jack. Uh, he has his own yeah. life to live and he can make his own decisions. Mm-hmm. 
He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, so we need to go check out Ho Fang's warehouse. Okay. Yeah. So I talked to Jones. Go ahead, maybe if you got something else. Oh, I was just going to say, why don't we then call Lynn while we're waiting with Lynn for her person? We can continue our discussion just so we can get that out of the way and we can get moving. Right. And we need to wait sure. for Drummond. Okay. I'll make a phone. I'll make a phone call okay. to okay. Lynn's. And Drummond arrives at this point. Okay. You were saying, Sam, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so I met with Jones. He's actually uh, going to be on site in the warehouse in a little bit here. But uh, what he said was there's a potentially a stash of relics on site, he believes anyway. Um, he made mention of something he called dragon bones, says they were stolen from a tribe of locals that would use them as ritual components, some sort of like meditative trance reagent. Uh, according to Jones, uh, Ho Fang butchered them all and took the bones for himself. So while there's no one to re- repatriate the objects to, uh, we're both in agreement that Ho Fang is the last person we want to have them. Uh, and I told him that if he pulls his weight, that we'd be willing to divide them between us since I'm willing to bet that you and maybe the doctor would be interested in learning more about them. Um, and even with our experience in the dreamlands, I have to admit I'm kind of curious myself. Well, depending what they are, you may need the whole set. Well, the, from what it sounded like, they pulverized them, put them in tea and drank them. So, Oh, okay. Oh okay. yeah, the doctor would totally be into that. Yeah, he would be. And based on his intel, and is Drummond here now? I mean, I don't know if he's in your room, but he's at the hotel now. He probably finds Stasi drinking herself to, you know, the next kingdom, which is, it seems like what she's doing. I choose not to engage. I have at least a little semblance of control after all these years. So, but there are a few have been tossed back after all the discussion of innocence and being sacrificed. I think I slipped it back out of the room at that point. Well, uh, based on Jones's intel, and we can get Drummond in here, get him to confirm a few things. I'll take a look downstairs and see if I can spot him. Yeah, he's not hard to spot. There's only so many places in the hotel bar you can hide. Yeah. I'll wave at Robert and kind of nod upstairs. I'll nod back and head on behind him. So, Heard, you've been uh, doing some peeping and tomming, as it were. Uh, I really shouldn't talk about that without my lawyer present. Well, uh, look, based on uh, another person's intel, and you can feel free to confirm this, uh, he seems to think that a rooftop entry is going to be the best bet with the warehouse. Uh, I don't know about that, Chief. Um, All the windows are on the second floor, and they're all barred. He said rooftop, not windows. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't trust it. Well, so here, here are my thoughts. Patrols on the grounds being what they are. If Jones thinks we can make it in the roof... He and I go vertical, and uh, we try to get a clear path to one of the doors, open it from the inside, and give whatever group is waiting outside access. I do want to make sure we have some people outside to keep watch, especially considering the civil unrest that is occurring right now. I'd like to start as quiet as possible, but if things do get loud, the sound of, I don't know, fire and revolution can provide us the cover we might need. The cops aren't going to have any chance of being in all the places they need to tonight. Okay, so fair warning, there's probably some sort of internal security there. The guards don't go inside, and I don't know of a single, single guard unit for anything that never goes inside. We'll find out once we get inside. If there's no way to know, there's no way to know until we're in there. And if there's security in there, Jones and I'll take care of it. And if it gets too loud, kick in the door. Fair enough. 
Look, one other thing. Uh, Jones made it pretty clear that he has some interest in hitting the dragon's horde directly. I am inclined to, again, agree, but I want to see what he's made of first. If I had to guess, I think he means Hofang's domicile proper. I will look and see if people's see people's expressions are at that mention of that. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of like to uh, hit his domicile proper as well. So if I had to prioritize, I would say point of order for us is obviously going to be stripping Hofang of anything that provides him with a conduit to his patron saint. And considering we know about the containers that Gabigan was sending here, I'm hoping we can figure out what in the hell these demonic jackasses are up to. But unless anybody has a, any additional addendums to the plan, I'd like to get moving. They're already yeah, Jones is already there. No, I think uh, based on the lack of real solid information about what's inside, we have to play this one by ear. So everybody As okay usual. Everybody okay with waiting outside while we go in? Is Who's all going? Hey, whoever wants to go. Yeah, but how are we going to know if you need help? Things so, get loud? Well, uh, either things will get loud or um, Lillian is very aware of uh, of my signal plan. So on the clock, our watches are already set. There are windows, they're barred, but uh, one flash means things are okay. Two flashes mean all hell's breaking loose. Three flashes mean run. And four flashes means he set the place on fire. As usual. As usual. So as you're winding up to sort of get gear up and to get prepared to, to roll out, a messenger arrives. It is a young woman, probably mid-20s. She's well-dressed, well-appointed, and she is flanked by multiple other similarly-dressed women. There's five in all. Lillian, they place a note in your hand, and you see uh, the obvious work of uh, Madame Lynn. And it simply says, until next time. I put it in my pocket. Um, and then the young woman at the lead places her hands out. I will put the scroll in her hand. It melds into the long sleeves of her clothing. And then as she turns, these other assistants, these other women around her, form a diamond pattern as they exit the building. They exit the building, they get into an automobile. And it drives down the street. At least we're done with that. Everybody in the hotel bar area and the lobby is staring at what just happened. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Nobody's dancing on bar tops. Yeah. Not this time. If anybody stares too long, I'll just like look at them like, you know. Oh, this is Shanghai. They look hard right back at you. Right. <laughs> The trip to the warehouse is filled with all sorts of interesting environmental adjectives. To say that the city is on edge is a little understated at this point. Several of the side streets have been consumed with marches, disturbances, general rioting. So a lot of protesters young men mostly are taking to the streets and they are up in arms over certain 
oppressive portions of the way they view their current political climate. There's a true fervor in the air, too. Um, You can feel it. You can feel that the city is hot and agitated. And it's uncomfortable for most of you. Some of you have been a part of these things before. And so it might even be more like a like a, a warm blanket. Chaos is here again, and it means that things are right with the world. Uh, but for those of you who haven't been in those times, it's, it's, it's unsettling. The crash of glass is not so infrequent anymore. The bucket brigades of people trying to put out fires from buildings that have been subject to arson is beginning to multiply. And while it is not everywhere, it is way more present than when you arrived in city. And so it feels like the temperature collectively has been turned up. Yeah, yeah. let's wrap up our time here in Shanghai as fast as possible. <laughs> yep, time to go. Uh, While all the chaos is going on, I will slide up to Stasi. Look, I, uh, my friends have told me a lot of things about you, and I know that uh, you and Jackson had a pretty close relationship. I am a firm believer in second, third, and fourth chances. But your improvisation pass in Shanghai has expired. Just stay close, okay? I didn't realize that you were the leader of the Merry Band these days. This operation, I am. So well. Atlin's place, you're not the only one with the mission. I ignore her and pay attention to the fire. (laughs) Which fire? Sorry. All of them. (laughs) You can't pay attention to all of them. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. Right. Well then, I guess let's see what the future holds. Indeed. Speaking of the future, it's here. Not but a block or so away now, a very large brick warehouse sits just across the way there. It's dark. The insides are dark. It doesn't appear to be well lit. But you don't need a ton of light to see that the whole place kind of screams go away. Um, Jack, you can pick out the guys who are walking the perimeter. There are certainly more than a handful at this point, and it looks like they're armed. Okay. They walk in pairs. They do. And it doesn't probably help that the city is beginning to sort of come unhinged. Mm -hmm. Probably hasn't helped the security matter any. I'm going to cast Flesh Ward on myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like, obviously not while we're standing, like, close. (laughs) Obviously back in a... When we are going to the warehouse, I will make sure I pass by the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you can give me a hard spot hidden roll. And it is hard for you because this person is using Master of Disguise. That is just a regular old 52 under 85 success. Um, but I will assume that he saw us because we're a group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's true that the group does sort of stick out, you know? Uh, There are a fair amount of traveling Europeans and even Americans and some other non-Asian folks here, but uh, you definitely stick out just a little bit. Uh, Miss O'Shea, if you're going to cast this, uh, I guess I need to know how many magic points you're spending. 
and then five. So you are going to spend five magic points. Each magic point gives the caster one d six. One d six points of armor, and you're casting on yourself. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Roll me one d four. That is three, sir. Fantastic! Lose three sanity. I'm almost there. <laughs> Ooh, wow! So, Mister Shea, add twenty two points of armor. Nice. And so, the invocation of this. Flash ward is not silent, right? By any means. That's why I was like hoping to like be further back from the warehouse, like closer to the din of mm-hmm. chaos. Sure. And the casting time is five rounds, right? So about thirty seconds. So you have to sit back and sort of intone with Aklo, and so you sort of feel yourself drift a little bit mentally. And you hear a voice in your head, a heavy, bass-filled voice that says, Take my blessing, child. May it protect you. Now make a con roll. Everything has a price. 46 out of 50. You feel a little itchy around your neckline. Your chest warms sort of uncomfortably for a little while. Your back's on fire, but you're used to that. It's like the worst case of early menopause, but at least with really good benefits. (laughs) You rejoin the group shortly thereafter. You can definitely somehow see a little bit better tonight now. There are little waves coming off people. They're lined with red and orange. The outer shell of their flesh. Are there any places near the warehouse with decent sight lines that we can park some people or split the group or split into like two groups. Maybe. Yeah. You should be able to find a few. Okay. How are you splitting it up? Well, if I could put them all in the same place, I'll do that. Um, but I just sure. want to get them an area where they can see a door or two. And that I know where those windows are. The problem is not seeing the windows. Obviously that they're the problem is the goddamn bars. I'm not worried about the bars. I just need to be able to, to see out of them or flash a light if I need to. I'm going to be leaning over Jack and like pointing out people that I don't think he saw. <laughs> That's tough to do. He has a quite of uh, quite a pair of eyes on him, although it is a little uncanny that she can see people from this far <laughs> and uh, seemingly without any assistance from the light. And like you look over like when she's talking and just out of the corner of your eye, you see like a like a sheen on her eyes, a sheen you've seen before. And it's a little unnerving. Give me the screaming willies. <laughs> you remember the face mm-hmm. in the caverns. You remember those eyes pointed at you with intent. So if everybody's ready, I'm going to go ahead and head up. And if uh, there's, I'll point to, I'll point out the door. That's the door I'm going to go for. If I have to move to one of the others, expect to see a light wobble from inside, ideally from that floor up there. If you're by a window, I'll know it's you, and I could... I'll know. That's terrifying. Awesome. (laughs) Everybody else okay? Yeah. Yeah, I take the time to strap on my climbers, and I will (laughs) prowl. Okay, stealth. Uh, Which will be opposed. Is is anyone else moving from the spot? Drummond or, or, or Stasi, or anybody else taking their own, sort of? Or are we all... 
Is the plan then to wait for Sam to report from the inside somehow? The, yeah, basically, I think that's it's this his. He was quite clear on the fact that he's running this mission. Yes, yeah, this is his rodeo. All right, rodeo master. So that's a sixty-six under ninety-five. Okay. Normal success, sort of how things are done. So you get close enough to get to the warehouse proper. You get up against the brick wall if that's what you're aiming for. Uh, You have about 15 to 30 seconds to make a decision. I will pause and listen for patrols. And if I don't hear anybody moving in my immediate direction, I will head up. Okay, climb. Uh, With the climbers, do I have advantage? Yes, equipment advantage, absolutely. I'll uh, keep an eye on Sam as long as I can. So it's a hard success. So you watch Sam, especially you watch him go up. Uh, very limber, very quick, and uh, also doesn't have a lot of... I, I think the thing that is surprising for you is that there's not a whole lot of wasted movement in what Sam does. There's something to be appreciated there. Um, the brick seems strong enough to hold his weight and he isn't even alerting there are no physical reactions from the guards that are patrolling nearby like you watch Sam but also get to see sort of their outlines as well well that's why I was gonna keep watching him too to make sure like he doesn't like pop up around a corner and you know whatever or somebody's head in his way or you know yep. that kind of absolutely because once he goes behind the cold brick wall I won't be able to see him once I get to the roof, I will pause and I will give the group one flash on the torch. Okay. You get up to the position on the roof and not far from you, you see another form on top of the roof. My hand immediately goes to my, my side. You hear, you going to keep me waiting? Let's go. Luckily, it's dark enough you didn't see my roll. I don't say anything. I just follow. He goes over to uh, a position on the roof. It's not a skylight. It's not a... It's. It looks like it's an exhaust, really, for the inside of the warehouse. And he uh, goes over to it and sort of points to the other side of this big frame that's on top. He says, I'll help lift this off. I will help him lift it. It, it is heavy. Uh, so you and Jones pull it off and then sort of slowly set it to the side and you see that there's a roughly three by three square open chimney channel now that you could descend into. Um, I will point in the direction of the group. Mm-hmm. They're going to be waiting for us to open the door. All right. He uh, wraps a rope around one section of this two or three feet high chimney vent here that you've pulled the top off of and he secures it tight and then uh, gets ready to basically gets ready to jump in. Is it a shoot? Yeah. So since I'm wearing my climbers and after my time with the chimney, I'm feeling pretty confident that I should be able to shimmy down this thing. Mm -hmm. So I will, as opposed to dropping on top of him, I will go in ahead of him and shimmy my way down. All right. Uh, So that will be a strength roll. It's not really climb, but you get assistance from the rope. And there is a light on inside the warehouse. It's just very dim. And now you see why you couldn't see it from 
the outside. That is a hard success, 1,455. Yeah, so you and Jones make the descent, which doesn't actually go very far. You actually only descend about 15 feet. And you descend onto boxes. So to give you an idea of the scope and breadth of this place, I think the easiest way I can equate this is, you know, at the end of Indiana Jones, <laughs> where they box up that crate. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of push it through a, an enormous warehouse. That is what this is, except it lacks the organization of the government. So there are boxes everywhere. Is it just dark in here? It's exceedingly dark. So there's no one in here? Not that you see readily right now. Can I see the window that faces that side? You can't. You know where it's at directionally. Yeah. He uh, gets down from one crate onto the next one. And you can see already that Jones has his own plan. Do you know where this office is? I think it's on the east side of the building. I'm headed there. I'm going to go retrieve the help. He nods and just basically skulks off into the darkness. I will make my way toward that side of the building. Uh, I mm-hmm. will try to stay atop the boxes if I can so that I can say eye level with the windows. Very good. Hard listen roll. I will try. Once I kind of get a feel for these shaky boxes, uh, mm-hmm. I will take a pause and try to get a feel for the air moving in here. Since we just popped the roof, I'm guessing that there's probably more air movement than is accustomed to in here. So I will give give my, my head a moment to clear, give any dust a moment to clear, and I would like to try this 90 over 63 again. Oh, you want to push? Okay, fair I, enough. I would like to push. Go right ahead. Push that roll. That is a 28 under 63. That's a hard success. Okay. Uh, so you correctly surmise that there is no one walking in in this immediate area but you also hear that there are people in the warehouse can I tell which direction they're in that's a little tougher maybe both east and north you're west right now which is helpful but if you're going to get to that door and get it open it needs to be soon Mm -hmm. okay then I will head in that direction I will give a flash from the window okay you all see a flash out of the window. All right, get ready. And then I will descend toward the door. And I am going to get low, get quiet, and make sure that there is no one that is going to jump out at me while I work this door. Go ahead and stealth. That's a 6195. Success. Okay. You make your way over and you get to the padlock on this door. Padlocked from the inside? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad I'm in here then. Oh, these guys lock themselves in here. That's amazing. Well, now I will definitely reach for my tools. Okay. And I will fiddle with the lock until I figure out which set of pins and pincers and tweezers and... Uh, levers are going to get these tumblers moving. 
With a hard success, 26 under 67. Very good. You unlock this padlock relatively quickly and even manage to carefully separate that from the door and it allows this door to open. Does it open in or out? We will say that it opens out. The place is on the dock, right? It's close to one, yeah. So that if it opens out, that means it hinges on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I give it like a nudge, does it feel like it's stuck or is it smooth? No, it's fairly smooth. These are pretty large doors, too. It's not a small man door. It's not like a barn door by any means, but... Then I will open it uh, just enough to get the wind from the outside, and I'm going to look for movement and listen for footsteps. Okay. So on the outside, Maeve, you notice one wall goes from completely dark to... You see, like, the this almost burst of heat light you're not sure color comes out of this wall i'm gonna tap you on the shoulder and point at the door all right um is there any guards there right there you've got it looks like a pair of them to the left and a pair of them to the right but it looks like they're cycling counterclockwise at this point so you're only gonna have to deal with the ones on the right there's two of them you can either wait or you can attempt to in somehow subdue them and go from there uh, let's try waiting first. All right. Sam, two gentlemen, I use the term loosely, of course, walk directly by the little, the, the door as you have it just, just, just barely open. You hear them walk past. They do not notice you. And I know, based on my my understanding of the exterior of the building, which direction they're going, right? Yep. So in order to draw them outward, I, in in the course of paying attention to the revolution as it was occurring, is there anything people were yelling? Is occurring, that was, is, is occurring. The, The revolution will not be televised. There are some terms, yeah. They're probably, um, you know, shouts and chants for freedom, etc. So I would like to spend 10 points of luck. And I would like to issue an utterance from outside the door that is going to come from around the corner that they're going toward. Okay. You're going to throw your voice? I'm going to throw my voice, yes. I'll make a listen more for them. Because there's no guarantee they hear you. Um, but they do hear that. And so those two, Jack, uh, speed up that way, just for no reason. All right. Well, as soon as they uh, get just far enough away that, you know, they're not right there. Right. Well, uh, I'll usher, start ushering people. Go, mm-hmm. go, go. Okay. I will slide the door open just enough and then give them one flash so that they know. And uh, I will wait. So does the group then hustle in? Yeah. Knife in hand. <laughs> okay. You never know when you need it. You all hustle in and you enter a very dark warehouse. Large boxes, basically floor to nearly ceiling. Uh, There is a chaotic, uh, I guess, a sort of a devil's organization going on here. Um, some, Some of you may have worked in a warehouse before this does not appear orderly really in many ways 
there, there does seem to be sections of things, but it looks like there was at one point one way they were stacking things and ordering things. And now someone has come in and changed the way that's done. So there are like islands or, or walls of boxes, places. I hate crates. when they do that. You know, in new, under new management, you know, they change all the way everything's done. Sure. I sh- when I shut the door behind them, I replaced the lock. We're not alone in here. No, I see. <laughs> However many people I see. Does there look like there's any kind of office or? There may be, but the problem you're having, Jack, is that you're having a hard time seeing. Yeah, we'll Slash some lights around. That'll be fine. Jones is probably looking for the stash right now. He seems to think it's in the eastern section. So if we want to start moving that direction, we can. Um, we just have to tread carefully. As I said, we're not alone in here, and I haven't spotted or counted yet. Well, I assume we need to walk along the outside wall. That's where any kind of office or you know, overseer or whatever, that's where they would most likely be. How many people do I see on the inside? Uh, right now, all you can see is the current people around you. Oh, because okay. the box piles are so high. Oh, because they're so high. Scaring things. If Jones went east, we should go west. Yeah. Okay. You head west. I don't need a party order, but what I really do need basically are listen rolls from everybody. They're all hard difficulty. Nope. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, four out of 20. Okay. Well, four out of 20 is an extreme. That is an extreme 263. That is a failure. 89 over 60. Okay. I would like to push that. In what way would you like to push that, Mr. Drummond? He said that there are definitely people in here, and I was already suspicious that there might be animals in here guarding. Mm. So when I don't hear anything... Um, mm-hmm. that puts me on real serious edge. So I literally stop where I am, even if I separate slightly from the group as they keep moving, because I don't want to make a move without knowing exactly where everything is. Okay. That's fair. Go ahead and, and push that then. 63 over 60. That is a failure. Okay. It's a failed push roll. So, yeah, you think you hear a dog growl. There's some kind of animal in here. You're, you're absolutely certain of it. Uh, Stavi? Uh No, that is a failure. It is a 94 over 50. For As far as the extremes go, uh, what the two of you do make out is some sort of... You speak a little Cantonese now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, Miss O'Shea, you work out what sounds like friendly banter going on somewhere. Okay. Like there are a couple people talking. Sam, you hear a couple people talking. You're not sure what they're talking about though. Can I make out where they are? They're West, wherever they are. They're in the direction we're moving them, right? Oh yeah. Then I will, um, if our, if our order is kind of like me, Jack, so-and-so and so forth and so on, um, I will kind of put an arm out and touch someone on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I will whisper, I hear a couple that way. I'm going to go up top and see if I can get a better look at them. And I will ascend the boxes. Okay. Climb roll. Anybody else? I can't climb. <laughs> I'm just asking what you're doing. I'm going to keep 
slowly moving. Okay. I'd say 57 under 76. Okay. You begin climbing some boxes. Now you can give me a hard stealth roll because climbing boxes quietly is a bitch. Mm -hmm. Since he has mentioned that he can actually hear people up ahead, Mm -hmm. can we try again to actually stop and pay attention and listen? Yeah, so you can. um, You can attempt another hard listen roll if you want to. As a hard success, 4295. Okay. You ascend the boxes quietly enough to not draw attention. I will also climb. Oh, fantastic. More climbing. I like this. And that's a failure. 81 over 20. All right. Not everybody's a great climber. Mr. Mr. Drummond, I would happily offer you the push on that if you would like. It seems a little uh, off of... uh, unlikely for you it does seem unlikely um but i cannot afford well i mean technically i guess i could afford the 61 luck to make it a success but (laughs) let's just go with i'm really bad at climbing i was already a little separated from them anyways so certainly um you um you are climbing in a different section hoping to get maybe a different angle on where the group is going i'll get away from the dog (laughs) <laughs> right. Get away from the dog. Uh, and when you climb up a series of boxes, you put your foot directly through one of the openings. And there is a split crack sound of wood that echoes throughout the entire warehouse. And everybody freezes for a second. And you hear in the distance voices get loud really quick. And then you start hearing footsteps coming towards Put my back up against the boxes and wait for someone to come around the corner. Are, are, are there any uh, like pathways between the boxes? Yeah, yeah are. there are. All right, now I start <laughs> pushing people. <laughs> oh, I'm already going. <laughs> go, 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 go. Already there. So my, so my question is, if we were all moving west and he was behind us, that means he's east of us and they're coming from the west. That means they have to pass us, right? That's yes. correct. So I am definitely going to... Um, I'm going to wait for... Not the first one, the second one, or the th- whoever's in the back of whatever group is coming. So you see, maybe you see it f- second because because of um, visibility. Sam's going to see it first, right? He's higher up. point. Uh, Sam, you see two men coming through this space, and they they look like warehouse workers, right? But they also are armed. Uh, one is armed with uh, a pistol and the other one is armed with what looks like a machete of some sort. And uh, and they're coming through this space where they're going to likely go left around this row of boxes. So from your vantage point up top, you can see that they were likely playing cards or some sort of game at a table in the distance. And they're coming through this space now and they're going to hook left. And they're going to run right into the group that you're with, obviously. Okay. Well, I'm relatively certain that um, the one in front is going to collide with the group. And there are plenty of fists and and knives and other such things for him. So the one in the back, uh, which one has the pistol? On the one in the back. Okay. Yeah, the one in the back is going to get diving machete handled to the back of the face, as in his head. (laughs) The, the back of the face. Yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> two faces. Right, right through his skull. As soon as I face. see like the mm-hmm. flash of somebody coming around that corner, I was going to go for the kill. So I guess my question is, is as this, this person rounds the corner, mm-hmm. 
who here wants to engage them? Me. You, you, you. <laughs> so, um, Stasi, what's your dexterity? Uh, Dex is 65. Okay, Jack? 60. Maybe. 65. Okay, so uh, I suppose then it's either you or Stasi first. It could be both of you technically simultaneously. Uh, so, Stasi, how would you be um, confronting this uh, person, this this would-be assailant? I guess I thought I'd see him first because of the color. See them, yes, but but we're, since it's in rounds, it's based oh, on Oh, that's decks. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're carrying a light, aren't they? Mm, it actually doesn't seem like it. Hmm. So, knives knuckle and knuckles in hand, out, ready to go. So, close, comp, close yeah, melee. Yeah, so, so fighting brawl. Right. Okay, and then you would be doing the same with your knife, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. So why don't you both give me fighting brawl rolls? I will give the, both of you advantage on it because technically, the, the he's unaware that you're there. Okay. I will also be aiming lower, since if she and if Maeve and I are right there, and this got one one guy between the two of us, I'm probably going to go down low. Okay. We might be able to pull this off. My second roll sucked, but my first one was okay. Okay. I got a 33 out of 54. Okay. Stasi? Here, that is a 57 under 73. Okay, so roll damage, both of you. And then, Mr. Drummond, I assume you're trying to extricate your leg from this box. Actually, yeah. What I'd like to do is, how tall is the stack of boxes that I just put my foot in? Oh, probably six, eight feet. And how high up am I? Uh, probably four feet. I would like to push the other two feet off. Okay. And do what? Make a big fracking noise. Okay. You and make then, a big noise. And then move the other way from it. Okay. Uh, so damage, Miss O'Shea? Five. All right. Stasi? Same. Five. So you do a little healthy bloodletting. Actually, a little less than healthy bloodletting, come to think of it. (laughs) One knife goes into his upper thigh as he rounds the corner. And you strike Mr. Shadyshark basically in his armpit as he's sort of coming around the the corner. And he cries out (gasps) in absolute pain, drops his blade, and begins sort of writhing on the floor. Blood everywhere. Who would have thought that I would be the merciful one here? (laughs) Uh, So, Sam, if you'd like to clean up the rest of the... I would love to descend upon this unsuspecting fellow. You're doing a lot of death from above in this uh, chapter. I'll just take that 978, if that's okay. It's an impale, so it's maximum damage plus roll damage. So that's 8 plus 8, 16. There goes a head. Uh, so you come down and he unfortunately looks up at the the worst possible moment, not just for himself, but obviously for you too, because as the, I assume you're using the machete, yeah. um, as the machete sort of parts several portions of his arteries and also severs, you know, essentially the, the spinal column, uh, his head rolls uh, into view of the rest of the group and the body sort of flops onto the ground and continues to twitch and convulse as a literal pool of um, well, 
still uh, warm blood peppers the the uh, warehouse floor. And then I hear the crash. Uh-huh. Well, there's the rest of them. Is there any further alarm? There doesn't seem to be, although I would be willing to give all of you inside the warehouse another hard listen roll. Taxing your ears tonight. Nope, that's just regular success. 47 under 60. Okay. 17 under 47. Okay. 15 under 63 for me, that's a hard success. Yep. 90 out of 20. That's not good. 87 out of 79? Nope. 89 over 50. All right. So um, those, no. those of you who got the hard success hear that there is a commotion that has begun outside. Yeah, well, it's locked from the inside. The immediate rounds are dropped as uh, your assailants have been dealt with. I pick up his pistol. It's a 38 caliber revolver. And we'll move back to the group and just kind of like hold the gun and the machete out. Like what the hell just happened? It, it, it must've been drumming. I don't know. Um, so now I get the flashlight out because, you know, yeah, you get the flashlight out. We can see better. Uh, so yeah, this warehouse is just a, about as um, unorganized as you could possibly hope for. Now, there is a little lamp over at the table there that they were using. It looks like they were playing some sort of uh, ceramic tile game. There's little pieces that are all over the table. Uh, there's still a burning cigarette in the ashtray. Uh, that looks like one of them probably stubbed out very recently. And just beyond that, there are there's a door there and there's a door to your right. As you hit one sort of hard wall side of the warehouse here. Does it look like a regular, you know, doors not to yeah, it looks like it's a man doors. Door. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's let's check out the doors. What is it? Spend one sand to see through the walls? Uh-huh. I'll I'll you want to use that vision power? Yes. Okay. You stop for a moment and you stare at this wall. <laughs> for you, Miss O'Shea, uh, you see a space beyond here that appears to be far more well organized. And in this space here, there are uh, boxes that have been properly organized. There's a table and what looks like some sort of chair and logbook that sits out. That's the door we want to go in. Okay. okay. I'm not going to ask how you know that. (laughs) (laughs) She stared at the wall and said, that's the door we want to go through. Right. I'm not going to ask how she knows that. (laughs) Is it locked? Yes, sir. If they're coming in from outside, keep an ear out. I got to work this door. I'll turn around and watch. Is a 26 under 67 enough? It is. Uh, So you pick this lock, and it's a real good thing that you make a hard success on this. I'll just put it that way. The door you find, Sam, is rigged. And it's only the hard locksmith roll that keeps it from... Uh, basically covering you in something that you don't want to be covered in. It's uh, an accelerant. The door itself is reinforced and inside there are channels that appear to expel an accelerant and then when uh, enough of it is expelled, it appears that the door opens freely. With a spark. And Flint is covering the inside of it. 
and it would basically have turned you into the human torch minus the actual power I don't have a water spell sorry as I open it I will give a uh, an appreciative whistle yeah this is actually pretty well done inside the uh, flashlight and other light sources illuminate uh, several things that are particularly interesting to you Jack as they are mostly statuary pieces ooh Uh, They vary in size and material. He gets uh, all sweaty. (laughs) Including one jack that is approximately 12 inches. Approximately. In height, it's covered in highly desirable white jade. Oh, that's coming with me. You realize that these statues are of a rather endowed woman. Not just endowed, but corpulent. Yes. Yes. Quite the collection. It is. It's actually, uh, for those of you who are inspecting the room, there's an awful lot of things here to look at. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for, I guess, uh, dragon bones. What's in this? There's a book here. I'm guessing it's probably written in a language I don't understand, so I don't care. Yep. Uh, that is just a logbook of comings and goings, Miss O'Shea, as you, oh. as you might peek at it. Like just people that have come and gone? Like that he, like... Or that, or inventory. Yeah, is it just, is it people that have, that are logged or is it stuff? It's people. People. That have come and gone and done work in the room. Does anybody look familiar? No, but you see a reoccurring symbol that continues to pop up in that book. Is it Cantonese? You don't know what the symbol means. It is in Cantonese. Um, But it's not a, it's not a word. Right. Or I should say, it is a word, but it's just one you're not familiar with. And it doesn't... Your your brain and anything else you may carry doesn't seem to translate what it is. And there's almost a vibrational quality when you try to concentrate on it. Like, it hurts your head. Okay. And so it keeps showing up like it's just doodled in there? Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So uh, I'd also like to, to note that um, while a lot of this, the statues and stuff are interesting, what I'm... I think back to the labels on the, the crates mm-hmm. that came from Penhue. Yes. And I look, I'm looking around here for th- those types of boxes, those types of labels. I'm looking for boxes with that symbol on it. <laughs> All right. So for anybody searching the space, mm-hmm. right, you can yes. essentially make spot hidden rolls, yep. right? That's perfectly reasonable. I make a twenty six hundred ninety nine. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. That'll be a twenty eight hundred eighty five. That's also a hard success. Would I be with them yet, or no? You would be with them. You would have returned to them. Thirty four under sixty five, and I'd like to spend, if I can, two luck to actually push that to a hard success. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, mine goes back up. Can a ninety five out of eighty eight? Okay. Well, luckily that isn't a fumble because your spot hidden is so high. Mm. 55 out of 75. Okay. Or 57, sorry. It was 57. So a couple of things here, straight off the the way, Jack, you get enraptured with all of the statuary pieces. Your spot hidden actually sort of works against you because you go from one to the next to the next. And they're all very intriguing. Different sizes, different shapes. Uh, I mean, you put your fingers all over a bunch of bloated ladies. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) The rest of you who had at least successful spot hidden rolls, including those of you who have hard successes, 
You find objects here that are likely not just from China. You find objects here that are from uh, that are that are Japanese, that are Indian, that are African, that are Polynesian. You find things where you're not really certain where they're from. This storeroom is a collection of precious artifacts. And the, the problem is that there are so many. So you do find the symbol on six other boxes. Okay. Uh, there are actually six boxes that Sam is also identifying. Okay. Because under that symbol, there are two characters which you recognize immediately. And one is an A and the other is a P. Nice. Okay. I will be specifically looking books, logbooks, papers, paper trails. I am going through that. Okay. So for going through the logbook, Stasi, you actually find a trove of information that you have no doubt that Pierce would be very interested in getting. Likely because you have seen the symbol on this logbook before. And that little character, it isn't even, it isn't a name, it isn't a word, so much as it is a sort of personal mark. And that is stuff you've seen associated with Hofang before. As I'm going through stuff, I will just be muttering in Cantonese almost anything I read. So, um, and then at some point I will say Hofang will probably <laughs> pass my lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's stuff here from all over the world, do you think that they were like consolidating stuff in China? Um, well, I mean, we took care of the rest of the trail. I don't know. I mean, it really depends on what Holfang has to offer, considering that Penhu is at the island that is not too far from here. Um, I would think that they would. Uh, what is he, what is the, the six boxes that Sam and I are looking at? Like, what, what specifically is in them? Yeah, Stuff from Egypt? You'd have to open them up oh. and see. Oh, I would. Okay. I'm um, sure Sam would help because yes. he wants to see. So you're not really certain what this stuff is because this is the first time you've seen it. It's um, it's made out of metal. Oh, uh, it's this stuff. It's got strange lights on it that aren't lit up. There are curved pieces. It's metallic. It's very strange. It looks like a little machine parts. Yeah. They're building something? So we've seen the confusing machine parts in the other boxes, too. Right. I think I only saw one because um, Forsyth showed a piece, showed me a piece. Right, right. We, we stole that, that one piece. Um, yeah. Okay, so where are all these, are all these boxes from the same place? So all of the parts that you are seeing are all from a place in England, actually. Um, it's funny, too, because the place in England that they're from is a place called Henderson Manufacturing. Why does that sound familiar? Do they uh, show these to the rest of us? Well, I'm assuming that they're going to be taking them out and looking at them. Why does that sound familiar? I mean, you're not going to just leave them in the box, but... Are those, so are all six boxes full of the parts? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and it dawns on you, Sam, especially because uh, you remember there was a receipt that Lillian recovered from Edward Gavigan's office that said that a safe was made and billed to Henderson Manufacturing. I have it. And it dawns on you. 
What town is that? What town was that? What town was that in? Uh, 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 uh. What's the name of that town we were in? Darby. Yes. Darby. Thank you. Yeah. A, a place the group chose not to travel to. I think your buddy Ho Fang has a lot to answer for. We need to get these parts out of here. That'll definitely slow him down. Or we could destroy him. Well, it's metal. How how are we going to destroy him? No, we're not destroying them. I'll take those. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. What are you going to carry them with? Are you going to put them in your bag? Actually, yes. I will carry as many of them as will fit in my bag. There are just so people are aware. These pieces are giant, aren't they? Well, th- actually, no, they're not all giant. So oh. they're, they're they're basically anywhere between basically like a, a like a piece of bread. Okay. To something maybe like the size of a s- skateboard. Okay. Roughly speaking, they vary in size. Right. If you actually, if, if anybody has relevant skills, so that would be physics. That would be, I would take. I would take a hard mechanical role. And if you actually want to, to get any sort of ascertaining about what they actually might be used for, the book calls for an extreme intelligence test. I'll try that. Yeah, that's the one I have the best of, too. <sighs> Holy crap. Sorry, extreme mechanical repair. That's, that's a three on intelligence. Uh, that's a 13 out of 90. It's, it's right here. I swear to God, it's right okay, so there. Multiple extreme intelligence rolls. Got a 19 out of 75 for intelligence. That's a 663. It's an extreme mechanical. <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> Tell us about the rock. And I'm just like, going for papers. <laughs> like half of us are like, wow. oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. No, actually. So so it, it, it dawns on the group wow. almost collectively um, when you hear about when you, when you look at these parts and you think about what they could be used for and you see some of these pieces do fit together rocketry in the 1920s is almost a niche subject it's not unknown totally but what you correlate it with is the 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 myth the story that you heard about them cracking open the sky and then you realize that there are six of these boxes and the parts are relatively small and you begin to wonder how big this thing actually is. Right, because they've used uh, rudimentary rockets for hundreds of years in, yes. in the warfare. So so based on the pieces that I saw from the England boxes, because we saw all those, well, I saw all those. Mm-hmm. What could I surmise about, okay, so I know we have a bunch of pieces we sent to the States. Yeah. How much of it do I think they're missing? They could be missing a fair amount of it. Um, But then again, in any sort of manufacturing venture, you would surmise or at least assume that they would be creating backup parts or additional parts in case there's any sort of problem. And and they could be making more than one. So the the reason I'm asking is because I'm wondering, like, of the parts I saw in England versus these... Which seem more difficult to make? Uh, they're all equally hard to make. Okay. This is advanced ma- advanced manufacturing, yes, in the 1920s, which is something that is uh, not unheard of, but pretty close, right? Uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, if I saw, like, casings and hull stuff in, you know, in England, if this is, like, delicate wiring and 
It, it is. It's also it's also mystifying too. You remember looking at that stuff with Forsyth, thinking, "What the hell does this stuff do?" Yeah, it was a tr- it was a there was a, a detonator that he saw. It yeah, was, that it was, was a triggering mechanism. Yep. Yeah. Am I seeing anything in the logbooks and the papers that might indicate locations, dates, boxes, transports? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a ton of the logbook is thick. There's a ton of a wealth of shipping information. This it's obviously why it's behind this protected door. Um, the just just as far as you might be thinking, Stasi, the the parts. If if Drummond's trying to make off with a couple of parts or whatever that thing is, that's fine. The gold is here. Yeah. The logbook is the gold. Yeah, that's coming with me. Just one more question. Uh, in those papers, is there a map? Oh, uh, let me see. I start looking through underneath around us you don't see one there's, there's a, a slight knock at the door uh, outside door mm-hmm. I'll go answer in Cantonese you hear a man's voice say are you guys done in there oh uh, almost I found the office oh did you we found a, a vault really yeah Hmm. Did you find anything in the office? Maybe. Did you find anything in that vault? Oh, yes. I'll open the damn door. (laughs) (laughs) What's the buzz outside? Mr. Jones walks in. Well, outside is, in a word, a proverbial shit show. Good. We've only got a few minutes probably left in here. I managed to pilfer a few things from the office. I'm happy to work a trade. Looks like there's all sorts of wonderful goodies in here, huh? Yeah, we can't walk out with all of it, so. Did you find what you were looking for? I did. I did indeed. There's a floor safe. It's been taken care of. He has a um, a green bag, like, over his shoulder now. It looks like a, a doughboy bag. I found something you might want, though. He uh, pulls out from the inside of his coat a rolled-up piece of paper about this big. <gasps> I like look. <laughs> Calm down, Maeve. <laughs> it's just a map. Oh, I don't want to. Oh. Uh, look at Doyle. <laughs> there you go. And uh, a few other things, too. Listen, there were a few other pieces here. I need to sort of work a specific angle. If everybody here is kosher with that okay uh depends what you're talking about the map is yours all fine well and good but there are uh, there's a second map here that deals with the mainland here has to deal with railways that oh. sort of thing we i don't think we need that no i do okay so he sort of separates a few of the pieces of paper and he passes you the map is it a a naval chart it it is a, a sea map yes okay and it's a uh, a sea map and it seems to chart a route away from Shanghai a fair distance I was I was assuming that if they're shipping this stuff out to the island they'd have a map somewhere so listen the city has gone completely haywire at this point I am getting out of here because I think the fireworks that were uh, going on outside shortly thereafter may be um, we'll just say a certain flavor and I don't want to be anywhere near mm. when uh, two very important people in the uh, Shanghai underworld decide to go toe-to-toe with one another. Also, here's what I'm thinking, Jones. Um, you help us get the rest of this shit out of here. 
And um, I am really curious about those dragon bones. Okay. Well, we said we'd split the difference. Yeah, no, I knew. that's fine. We can... Well, you see, so there's a bunch of accelerant in this door here. So I'm thinking we torch this place. Accelerant? Wait, were there any, like, interesting books in the office? No. You know what I did find that was interesting? 200 Mexican silver dollars. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, listen, a guy's got to eat. No, I get that, but that's not... So you wouldn't probably know the kind of books I would want. Oh, I think I probably would. They didn't have any? Mm-mm. Nope. My guess is that all all of Hofang's special reading materials likely had his As, uh, Yeah, I know. But, you know, like sometimes people get distracted reading and set a book down. Okay, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll split out the bones. That's fine. Let's set this place ablaze and move on. Yeah, we'll, agreed. Grab some shit and then... Grab the logbook and any relevant papers. Last call. I'm going to begin working the door. When you say last call, Jones is going to exit stage right. He wants nothing to do with you messing with that door. I, I want to just a, a point of fact here for the future as if it's necessary. I'll pull it out. Is anyone actually physically stopping Drummond from taking rocket parts? I'm not. No, I don't think so. Okay. Where's he going to sure. go? He has to go with us anyway. No, I know. I'm that's, just making sure. That's very there was true. some protests that went on earlier, and I want to make sure we have clarity on that. I would like Sam to make a hard mechanical repair. You're trying to, you're trying to redo something that. Well, um, yeah, because I have a bomb. I just need, I just need fuel. And well, you have fuel. I will uh, spend eight luck. Spend down to a thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. You fool with the door for a couple of minutes, and you figure out a way to rig the accelerant into your plan. Jones gives you a small bag, Maeve, mm. and says, "Be very careful with these bones." And then as he finally makes his exit, you sort of hear him jingling all the way. I uh, place the bag in with slander to, you know, Mm -hmm. keep safe in my bag. And so the crew is going to then exit this building. Yeah, we're going to everybody grab a few artifacts. Oh, yeah. I'm going to grab anything. Your pockets are full of women. I think the modern day (laughs) Judas took his silver. Is that like binders full of women? No, Mitt Romney's (laughs) not here with us tonight. Yeah, I guess I'll grab anything that looks interesting. There's all sorts of stuff that looks so interesting. We, I'm trying to save as many of these artifacts as possible for uh-huh. yourself. Well, save. <laughs> save, steal, whatever. Hey, you know, uh, we need to get out to that island, and I know where there's a ship. A nice yacht. Mm, indeed. <laughs> uh, so the group is going to exit the warehouse, the Hofang warehouse. And yes. as they do, there is a significant kaboom from inside. Nice. You feel the the detonation run through the the you know, the flooring here, and uh, you can see the heat, Miss O'Shea, and the light from inside now pick up as Ho Fang's warehouse begins to burn from the inside out. And I think on that note, I'm going to call this episode to a close. And so, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Masks of New Athotep. We greatly appreciate your listening ears. Tune in next week when we find the next thing to burn to the ground. Thank you, and good night.